We are already into the first week of December 2021, and the year is coming to an end very, very quickly. With this 2021 chapter of your life coming to a close, there are still some things that you can do to ensure that you close out this chapter the right way. Today, I'm going to cover three things that you can complete to ensure that your year ends with your finances in the best place possible to start the new year. After this episode, you will have these actionable steps that you can make before the end of the month to take you a few steps closer to your financial goals. Here we go. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, so what's going on? Hopefully everyone is having a great week, great weekend. Uh, it has been a a stellar stellar weekend, I believe. I think uh we had we had some some championship football week. Uh, our weekend for college we had some um huge games we had nfl going on like all these great things going on and more importantly i think that it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy um thinking about that that this is the end of 2021 as we know it um but i i do think that that people love the end of the year right Mostly because I think that that it gives people a chance to feel like that they can start over. It's a sort of sort of like like looking at it as they're closing one chapter to be able to start a new one, and this leads many to to start taking time to think back over the year. Uh, but more importantly, it it leads people to a lot of resolutions. It leads people to a lot of change a lot of things that they want to change in their life and i think that that brought me to a a consensus that um this is this is a chance to to also talk about how we can change and improve finances so um i can't believe that that it's already december and 2021's almost over i can tell you from from me personally uh this year has flown by uh, so much and i'm <laughs> I mean, so much has happened over the last year. Uh, I mean, let's start off. The the Braves, they won the World Series. Uh, I'm a huge Braves fan. Going back to a child, my parents just take me to, to all these Braves games. Um, had to make sure that I had my Greg Maddox glove because I had superpowers. Uh, as long as long as I had my Greg Maddox glove, like I, I had, I had superpowers. I was an amazing baseball player. Uh, don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. But uh, it's a great one. It was a, it was a great series with the Astros um, in 2021. Alabama beat Ohio State for a national championship, which alumni of Alabama 2015 class 2015. I don't I don't talk to many people from class 2015 very much but uh i i, I also you know if, if you if you tuned in alabama beat georgia for sc championship yesterday so hopefully we're on our way to another national championship but um we'll see but but on to you know the most important thing um keeping up with the kardashians was canceled i mean 2021 couldn't have been better so uh it's it's been it's been a great year and, and finally to wrap it up uh, the S and P 500 index is up about 22%. Um, I pulled this on Friday. So as of Friday, it was, it was up about 22% and all of this is great, right? 
Uh, I'm sure you as well have some wonderful, truly wonderful things that are happening in your life as well. And I think that so many times we can get caught up in all all of the stuff that's just happening all around us. Uh, but it is, it is. We're we're coming to the end of 2021, and it's a great opportunity, a great chance uh, to impact change in 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 a, in a positive way. Uh, with all of this, I thought you have this change, you have all these great things going on. I thought it would be helpful to go over a couple of actions that you can take um, that this month, specifically this month for December to close out your 2021 finances the right way. So in this episode, I'm going to cover three actions. I mean, literally three actions and each of them obviously have subtasks, but uh, if you can do these three actions, it's it's gonna it's gonna help you. It's gonna truly put you just one step closer. Um, the great part is they are very simple and straightforward, and ultimately they're universal. So you can take it and you can apply it to your life, no matter where you are financially. You're gonna be able to utilize them. You're gonna be able to take all of this information and, and put it back into your own life. So uh, the another part about them is it is scalable. So uh, you may not be able to max out all of these things. You may not be able to uh, put as much as you say might want to, but you can do something and doing something for each of these actions. Each of these three actions will make you great progress in your finances moving into the new year. So Without further ado, uh, I do want to jump into it. So these three actions will make your 2021 start off the right way, or your 2022, excuse me, start off the right way, and you will be prepared for whatever the year brings. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So the first action is you've got to prepare your budget, right? So First step to preparing that budget is going to be you've got to go and you've look you've got to look at your holiday spending and you've got to balance that out. So you're you ultimately the holiday spending is either over or it should be wrapping up. Uh, no pun no pun intended by the by the wrapping, but um, you, it, you ultimately it should be about done. So this one's pretty straightforward, but it is necessary. Uh, you've got to go look at how your holiday spending is gone. You've probably done plenty of shopping and you now you almost need to balance your checkbook, quote unquote. I know we don't actually balance checkbooks anymore, um, but if you if you did do a lot of holiday shopping, balancing your 
your checkbook or, or getting that budget back in balance, ensuring that you're you're not overspent in any category. Uh, that's important. Uh, and if you did, if you took my advice from a previous episode and you went at holiday shopping with cash only, this should be pretty easy because you're probably already done. Because if you didn't, if you didn't spend all the cash that you allocated for holiday shopping, well, guess what? You're you're kind of you're kind of done already. So, um, but if you did use plastic for purchase, uh, you need to ensure you're on track. So, sit down, write down all the holiday shopping you did, and ensure you are on track from a budget perspective. Uh, this will ensure that you didn't overspend on shopping. If you did, this month, you need to add that overage to your budget line. Um, it's, you know, you can, it's very simple to do. You could simply add like a, an overspent category, uh, like an overspent expense line on your budget and just track it as already spent. So if you're, if you normally, you know, have all these things say like mortgage and, and, um, food or, or gas or car or whatever, car maintenance, whatever, uh, just add one in there to just put overspent holiday shopping and just say, I've already spent that. Like that's already spent. So, uh, there's no need to track it. Just put it in this month's budget and utilize some of your, your, your cash flow, your income from this month, um, to sort of help pay for that. If you did go over on spending. So if you didn't, I want to first off congratulate you on staying focused on the long term and not spending more than you allocated for your holiday shopping. That's huge. Uh, so give yourself a pat on the back. That is amazing. And it, it, it does show you that you have, uh, the, a little, a little bit, a little bit deep, uh, want to a little drive in there that is going to help you, especially moving into, uh, 2022. So, take that, take that as, as a positive. Uh, you, you did something that a lot of people, a lot of people can't do. So uh, you, you, you've mustered up and you, you grabbed the bull by the horns and you, and you didn't overspend in that category, which can be so easy. Uh, so in addition to that, that budgeting, uh, balancing that holiday shopping, uh, the other thing you need to do is you need to do a cash flow analysis for this budget. Uh, actually, if, if I could just tell you, this is one of the most fun times of my, my end of the year. If I'm being truthful and honest, I absolutely love doing a cash flow analysis at the end of the year. Uh, when I was in school, I loved getting report cards. I know that sounds crazy, but I love getting report cards. I loved seeing all the hard work that I put into studying, that I put into taking these exams, that I put into sitting through these boring classes, that it paid off. And it got me a good grade in the class. Um, you know, if I got a good grade in the class, if I didn't, I dreaded it because I didn't want to take it home to my mom and dad. You know what I mean? I'm sure you can relate. So this cash flow analysis is kind of, it's kind of just that. So if it's sort of your report card for how you did this year, and it's going to truthfully show where you didn't, you know, put in that extra effort, where you didn't study as hard. Uh, you're not studying, but it does take some effort. So uh, you'll be able to see where you didn't put in that much effort uh, to control yourself, whether that would have been your your coffee at Starbucks or whether that had been your shopping, uh, holiday shopping, possibly. Um, maybe maybe you, you spent too much on eating out. Maybe that's a big one. That's a huge one, actually. I was, I was actually talking to someone at work about um, 
how in addition to those those your you know your your mortgage or rent or whatever your living that living cost uh, in addition to that so many your food is normally your your next highest budgeted item um and so many people do it lavishly, right? They're trying to get out of debt. They're trying to do it, but they, they spend so much on food. So, so maybe when you do your cash flow analysis, you realize that you're putting so much money into food, um, and, and eating out specifically. And, uh, maybe you're not putting a lot into savings. That, that's something else that you could see. It doesn't all have to be spending. Maybe you're not saving as much as you thought, but ultimately knowing this information is truthful. And awesome, and you will, it'll make you conscious of the decisions that you're making moving into 2022. So, so what do you do, right? Like, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Like, just oh, go do this cash flow analysis. I'm going to tell you, right? So, uh, the the biggest thing to do for cash flow analysis is look at your highest spent category. So. If you did an Excel budget or a paper budget, uh, you're going to go need to pull out those those papers or those spreadsheets, and you're going to have to start adding up these categories and figure out how much you spent in each category, and give yourself a, a, a either an Excel pie chart like like the one on the screen. Uh, this came from Mint specifically, uh, but you could do the same thing in Excel. So if you if you did it in Excel, uh, you know do that. If you did it on paper. I mean, you can go draw you a pie chart. I, I mean, what do I, what can I say? You you can go have an, an a, a arts and arts and crafts day and, and make you a pie chart uh, with your with your paper budget. But ultimately, you've got to go in and you've got to do these. Uh, if you do your budget on every dollar or mint, uh, both of those are my two favorite online options for uh, for budgeting. I'm not paid by either one. I'm just telling you that those two are great options. Every dollar and mint are both very good online budgeting options because they both allow for you to categorize your expenses all year long. And that way at the end of the year, you're going to get a pie chart like this. It's going to show you how much you spent or saved, um, in each category. And it's going to give you that, 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 uh, that report card that you need at the end of the year. More importantly, it can serve as a progress report as well. So if three months into 2022, you want to see how you're doing, well, pull it up. It's, it's always there. You can always see that pie chart. And as it's growing and building and, uh, different slices are getting bigger or smaller, you can, you can sort of see where you're overspending. So if you overspend in categories and, uh, you're looking at it and you're like, holy smokes. Like I did not know that I was spending that much in food or that much in personal care or that much in shopping, or I'm not saving as much as I said I was going to save. Uh, this is the time to, to make that, make that conscious, uh, decision that you're going to do better in 2022. You don't have to think about it and regret not doing it in 2021. Uh, just think about it moving forward. And this is all that, that preparing your budget in right now in 2021 and getting yourself all squared away, uh, on that budget for this month. And that's going to help take you into 2022. Uh, another category you might've overspent in, and this is becoming more and more common, but, uh, is subscriptions. So, a part of that that budget and preparing the budget that I wanted to add is you should go through and you should cancel memberships or subscriptions that you do not need. Um, this, you know, the final thing you can do is to review those subscriptions. Uh, you got to look at how much you're spending on subscriptions. It'll blow your mind. Uh, everything today 
seems that it's moving to this subscription-based uh, service, whether it's even, you know, like television, like we're moving away from, from cable and you know, you don't need one subscription service. You're, you're now needing like 10 to get everything that you were getting on cable. So you used to be all about cutting the cable, right? Cutting, cutting, being cord cutters or whatever they said. And, uh, cause it's going to save money. That was the original pitch. It's going to save money. And, and now once you add up all your subscriptions, you might be paying the same or more. So figure out what you're paying in subscriptions and, start to, you know, figure out which ones can I go without, uh, and then cancel them, please just cancel them. Um, don't only cancel what you don't use. Also look at what can you decide today to not use? So just because you, if you don't use it, I mean, obviously cancel it, but some of the stuff you're going to be like, well, I use that, but I don't use it often, or I don't really need it. Um, that could be extra money that you could have paying off your debt faster or building that emergency fund quicker. So take a hard look, take it, take it, be honest with yourself. Can I go without this? And if you can cancel it, the great part about subscriptions is you can always start them back up. Uh, but don't, don't overspend and don't overpay and all these things, uh, just because, you think you need it, right? Uh, just, just be conscious of it. But this cash flow analysis is going to be your report card. See how you did. It'll really surprise you. So the next part, you've got to use your FSA funds. Okay. You've got to use those FSA funds. So that is your flexible spending account. Uh, a lot of healthcare coverage plans at your employer offer these FSAs. And with this, that involves money that's coming out of your check, but it allows you to buy uh, some items that are ideally used for, for health and, and wellness. Um, you can buy those tax-free. So there are certain items that that qualify to be used for this. Uh, not everything, but more importantly, this is use it or lose it money. Okay. So there are some stipulations out there that can allow you to keep it, but I'm really, I really want you to go at it with, uh, understanding that, that FSA in general is, is like a use it or lose it fund. So there are many useful items out there and I wanted to go over some of those because I don't think that everyone always realizes that FSA funds can be used for some very, very common household items, uh, some very common items that you probably need uh, that you just didn't know that you could go buy you know, with, with money that has come out of your check. Um, but if this is the case, this could be exactly an opportunity for you to spend the money on those things to, to acquire them. So uh, a couple ideas of what you could spend on is... Um, eyeglasses or sunglasses. Uh, you can buy baby monitors. You can buy sleep masks. You can go buy you some medical supplies to keep in your home or your car. Uh, you can buy shoe inserts. If your feet are hurting at work, you can buy a foot massager for, Hey, for a massage when you get home and those feet are hurting. Um, but you know, it's not, I'm not telling you going on a shopping spree like freely, but, uh, don't let that money go to waste. Um, one option that, that I found is uh, this FSA store. So if you go online and you go to Google and you just type in FSA store and you go to this FSA store, pretty much everything on here is guaranteed to be covered under your FSA funds. So if you have money that is in your FSA fund, um, 
you can utilize it at this at this FSA store and everything will be qualified. So uh, if you don't know what to spend it on, go to this FSA store, see what they've got, see some of the things that you may need or some of the things that uh, could really be beneficial to you and purchase those with those FSA funds. So your question is, well, I don't know if I have an FSA or your question is, well, I, I remember signing up for that FSA, but how much is in it? Well, I can't answer that. I don't know. Uh, you'll have to contact whomever your FSA is provided through and see how much you have in your account. Uh, they will also be able to tell you exactly what process you need to take to use those funds. So uh, wherever you sign up for your healthcare coverage, that would be a place that I would start. I would hop in there, see exactly what's going on with your FSA account and see if a if you know what the process is to spend the money first and how much you have in there that'll give you an idea so when you go to this FSA store online you can actually see what items you can purchase and afford with the, with this money so the next thing and the final thing so we went through the first two you've got to first prepare that budget second you've got to use your FSA funds that are, have already been coming out of your check and my favorite third You've got to invest in an IRA and 401k and possibly charitable donations if money is left over. So that's right. The last thing is to get your money right. Uh, so if you're if you're watching this live, you can see it on the screen. But for anyone that's listening to this on a podcast, I got to read this because I thought it was hilarious. What do you call a reptile that gives sound financial advice? An investigator. Aha. Okay. Maybe, maybe it wasn't as funny to everybody else, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, but that's right. You've got to get your money right. So investing in an IRA and uh, 401k and possibly charitable donations are a couple of things that are calculated on an annual basis. So what do I mean by that? I mean, there are limits to how much you can contribute to these things annually. Um, in addition to this, you know, there's there's a certain time frame that 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 you that you can contribute to make it count for for that year. Um, but that's why it's so important to invest in these annually because every year that passes, that is, I mean, in all facts, that is a missed opportunity for you to put money in for that year. So if I don't put anything in for 2020 or I don't put anything in for this year for 2021, well, guess what? I can't go back and say, well, I wanted to contribute for 2021 now. You can't do that. You miss that whole year. And because there's an upper maximum limit on what you can put in, that makes it harder to catch up because if I miss a year, I just miss that year. So the next year, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, it's just a continuum, right? Um, but even if, even if you have vast amounts of income the next year, you can only contribute up to the max amount. So this like constant contrib uh, contribution is important. And this is the last month of the year. So put all of your extra money into your retirement accounts and then max out the charitable donations if you can at the end. Um, if you haven't contributed anything, now is your chance. Remember that. Uh, so I want to start off. I am going to go through them separately. So I do want to start off with the retirement accounts. 
First and foremost, uh, the limits for 2021 are as follows. Uh, for the 401k, if you are under the age of 50, uh, your 401k limit is 19500 and your IRA limit is $6,000. If you are over the age of 50, your 401k limit is $26,000 and your IRA limit is $7,000. So now what I'm not saying is that you have to put in that much. If you can, yes, do it, please do it. Um, and if, if you can't, um, that's okay, but put as much as you can, uh, cause you don't want to waste this year, not putting anything. If you can only contribute $100 into your retirement account, do it. If you can max it out, do it. Regardless of how much that you can put in there, contribute as much as you. Physically, you can budget so that you can take advantage of 2021's investment period. Uh, that does help in contribution and in that compound interest that we all so love. Uh, the 401k process is a little different. So for your IRA, you're just going to go to whatever uh, company that your IRA is with, Charles Schwab, um, M1 Finance, I think it does IRAs. Um, you can do an IRA with Fidelity. You could do an IRA with, um, who else is out there? Hartford. Uh, you can do an IRA with Vanguard. I mean, all these people, there's IRAs everywhere. If you if you don't have an IRA, message me. I'll I'll find you and help you. Get, I'll give you five options of IRA companies, and you can pick one. I mean, um, there's tons of options out there. So just know there you're, 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 there's a plethora of options for IRA. But just invest what you can. Remember that invest what you can. It's all about constant contribution for your 401k. Uh, that process is a little different. More than likely, you'll just log into your employer's 401k provider uh, portal and you'll just increase your check, how much comes out of your checks for throughout the month of December. Uh, it's just going to increase that. You're going to uh, bump up the percentage from, you know, if you were contributing 10% of your check, you now can contribute like 12 or 15 or 20 or whatever. Just bump up to whatever you, you, you see fit and you can always change it back. Uh, come January, if your employer allows for that. So, so double check that as long as your employer allows you to change that contribution percentage whenever you, whenever you uh, would like. Um, they may also have an option in there to do, to add to your 401k as a deposit. Um, but just, just remember to contact and make and talk this through with your 401k provider, because uh, they can ultimately give you the, the the most sound decision for how you can contribute to that 401k uh, with you know trying to max that out or, or put extra in there. If you have indeed maxed out those retirement accounts and you still have extra money, you can make charitable donations. Um, this could be to your church, a local charity, your alumni uh, of a college. You could go to that or pretty much anything. I, I put on the screen some qualified organizations. If you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, you can always go to the IRS's page and see all of these qualified organizations that you can contribute to. But more importantly, contributing to do the, or to do these charitable donations, it, it helps twofold. Uh, first is the obvious reason. 
if you pick an organization that you truly care about, uh, you are literally putting your money towards something that will warm your heart and know that you made a difference in that charity, uh, whatever charity that is. Uh, second, it does help your tax bill. It truly does. By donating this money, you will be able to decrease your tax bill by deducting your charitable donations from your adjusted gross income or your AGI. Um, and all that's helpful to uh, not only you, because obviously you, you'll benefit from it, but um, it does help those those organizations as well because they need money to function as an organization. Uh, many nonprofits out there are, are truly relying on, on people's charitable donations. So that is a very beneficial way um, for you to have a little a little uh, gratification out, out of, of knowing that you helped, uh, but also helping your tax bill in the end as well. So you can see through all of this, uh, there are so many critical and crucial things that you can do to close out your 2021 finances. Uh, to be honest with you, people that do these things year over year, are the ones that are ahead in their finances and they are moving closer to the their financial goals, right? And I can tell you this, uh, the one thing that continues to come up when speaking with people of retirement age is this. The one thing that they wish they have done is save for retirement earlier. Um, actually, 48% say that they don't have enough to retire. Uh, you can see on the screen, 21% said it was not saving enough for retirement. Uh, 17%, these are regrets that, that retirees have. 70% regretted spending too much on non-essentials. 12% uh, regretted not investing any money. And 10% felt bad about piling up debts. Uh, so that's some of the regrets. So that's some of the uh, you know percentage of people that are feeling these regrets. Uh, so this episode is is obviously uh, not about retirement. Um, this episode is about taking actions to close out your 2021. Uh, but let's be honest, ultimately, we want to retire. We all want to uh, not have to work and we want to have enough money to build wealth, to be able to retire, leave a legacy for our family and have something to show for all those hardworking years that we put in. Um, so I look at the action steps like this. Prepare your budget. That was number one. That gets your money organized so you're not overspending in categories that you don't need that's setting you back from your long-term financial goals. Using your FSA funds. Spend the money you have in your FSA. Consider modifying those contributions if it's necessary. Uh, you know, if year after year those are not being used so that you have more capital to invest and grow throughout the year. And then invest this is where you invest and you grow your wealth to start to build that wealth that you can retire on and leave a legacy for your family. So we're already into week one of December and Christmas is going to be here before you know it. Um, so if, you know, if you are going to knock these out, you're going to have to knock them out now. It is the last month. We are in crunch time to do this. Um, so do it. Take these steps, take these three actions and go knock them out today, tomorrow. Uh, do it. I'm telling you, it, you will you will thank me years from now. You will be messaging me saying thank you for that. Um, I've got my money has grown substantially and I couldn't be happier. 
Um, but if, you know, if you, if you do, if you're not really sure where to turn, um, and you need a little extra help and you're ready to take control of your finances, uh, you're, you're on your path to financial freedom, right? Like that's what you want to be. If you need someone to sit down with you and build your personal financial plan, please message me. Um, a financial coach could be exactly what you need to get you to where you want to be. Uh, so go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact, fill out the contact form, and I will be in touch with you and I will get you scheduled for a free consultation. That's right, free consultation. Uh, so I can go over some of the steps that, that may be beneficial to you. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to end with this quote. So it's better to do something imperfectly than to do nothing perfectly. Uh, so that was Robert H. Schuler. Uh, so say it again. It's better to do something imperfectly than to do nothing perfectly. So don't sit around waiting for everything, for all the dice, all the marbles, all the cards to just line up perfect. Uh, you, you know, you're, you may be waiting forever. They may not ever line up. So it's better to just go ahead and start. Go ahead and do something. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect when you're doing it, but it's better to just start doing it now than to wait just to find out that it never, it never was going to be perfect. And you're still right back to completing it imperfectly. So finally we are in the holiday season. And if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, please go to my merch page, uh, thefinancialmirror.org forward slash merch, pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. Uh, obviously these would be great Christmas presents. I know because I think that these shirts are fantastic. I think they're very comfortable. Uh, but ultimately there's coffee mugs, water bottles, all, all kinds of, uh, little, little stocking stuffers that you could, you could fill your, um, all of your family stockings with. So finally, uh, I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and more importantly, share. Uh, share this with friends and family, coworkers, anyone that you think this channel could truly help. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, thank you. And don't forget to subscribe. Uh, leave a five-star review and a written comment. Both of those things truly go a long ways in helping the information get out to more and more people. Uh, till next week, please continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.